You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Because nope. I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th, hosted by Kevin Hart. The seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome to the Touchlines and Touchdowns podcast, the world's first and therefore greatest football football mashup podcast. I'm your host, Asa Smith, as always here with you to talk about football and the other football, which we in America call soccer. And in England, they invented the word soccer, but then they get mad at us when we call it soccer. But again, they invented that term. It comes from association football. So a soch, a sock, a soccer, soccer. That's where we get the term. Uh, <laughs> this episode is brought to you by the Anchor app uh, for all of your podcasting needs and the Smith Workforce Management Group for all of your employment law, HR, and student-athlete NIL needs. So check them out at smithworkforce.com. Let's get right into it with our guests, uh, Kevin and Ben, as well as our co-host, Greg. How's it going, Ben? Um, My mind has just been blown. Brian Brian Sharetta just tweeted a Hobbs comic strip, and I I was a humongous fan of that as a kid. And I had no idea it was sort of back. I'm not sure I'm going to be able to talk to you tonight. Wait, is Calvin Hobbs back? Sort of. Apparently, he's friends with, like, the guy who writes Bloom County. And he's uh, been writing, like, Calvin, like Hobbs is searching for grown-up Calvin. That's horrifying. It's amazing. Wow, it's back. Yeah, so like I'm on the second comic strip right now, and now you called. So I don't know what I'm gonna have to. I may have to ignore you. I don't know. <laughs> and that's, that's, okay. that's, you, that's usually what I do with him too. <laughs> How you doing, Coach? Having myself a day. I can imagine. So, uh, so okay. So let's let's go around while we wait for our for the fourth member of our quorum quorum for it. What is what like a triumvirate would be three, but what's what's four? A quartet, I think. That makes sense. Yeah, we just we have to learn to sing. 
All right. Uh, what 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 are we drinking? Yellow. <laughs> Same thing as the grading beverage. I'm working on that bottle of uh, Yellowstone bourbon. All right. So un- under the half spaces uh, uh, rating system, where is the Yellowstone bourbon? Um, I'd put it just a tad below uh, Buffalo Trace. I don't know what exactly number that would be, but. So, so like a seven. It's pretty good. Yeah. I'd yeah. say probably closer to like 6.9. Nice. <laughs> nice. <laughs> nice. <laughs> well done, y'all. Uh, Kevin, what are we drinking? Uh, nothing. Actually, uh, oddly enough, we'll, we'll cut this part from the podcast. But uh, no, we won't. No, we won't. Yeah, we, he doesn't know how to do that. We've told him to do that multiple times. But he keeps making it in. So yesterday when I was mountain biking. A, a random bug flew, landed on my arm, and bit me like painfully. And then I woke up this morning with like a probably I don't know two inch circumference red rash on my arm. So I took a a photo of it and sent it to Dr. Tanglos and <laughs> he suggested that I there's your first mistake <laughs> yeah come on now so your pediatrician he's a guy we went to college with um, oh, I, I doubt he listens to the podcast but there are there are, there have been people on the podcast who you should have texted first <laughs> Fair enough. but uh I ended up talking to or doing one of those like teledoc things i te- i texted some stranger on the internet a picture of my arm he wrote me a prescription so i'm on antibiotics now so that i don't you know have a MRSA infection take my arm in five days well five to seven. Five to seven yeah uh all right greg what are we drinking i am drinking a charlotte local beer uh copper from ye old mecklenburg brewery mm, not bad it's uh amber i mean that's fine it's in the All fridge. Right. Yeah, right. That, that that works. Okay, so uh, allegedly there was a game two nights ago, and then there's another game in two days. So let's start with Ben. Ben, you you have uh, some ratings to give out. You you posted your uh, rating summary last night at like what, like five a.m. I think it was two a.m. All right, that's fine. So. Time zones don't aren't real, but. Uh, <laughs> So, so what, what are your takeaways? Like the three of us uh, already sort of gave our knee jerk reactions, but what, what were your sort of big thoughts? Um, I don't know. The overall performance from the team, I would say was kind of meh. They won fine. Um, but uh, like there was a couple guys that played well, a couple guys that didn't play so well. Um, you can, you can say his know. name. It's fine. Uh, I mean, how long do we need to talk about Jackson Ewell again? I, it's, um, it, it it does feel like a little bit of a broken record. Like there's a game and we need to talk about Jackson Ewell. Right. I does went to write the like, second. <laughs> does it feel like we're just banging our head against a brick wall? Yeah. Duh. I mean, I went to write the section on him and I'm like, what am I supposed to write? I've written it six times already. Uh, I guess on the plus side, there was something new and interestingly terrible this time uh, for the senior team with Jonathan Lewis. Oh man. I mean, nobody saw that coming. Really? <laughs> Uh, I don't know. As as a as a Colorado Rapids uh, super fan, Kevin, what are your thoughts on Jonathan Lewis? I mean, I touched it on the last pod, but he he's not the most important player for a, a team that's probably punching above their their weight this season in MLS. It, and it doesn't his on the field club form doesn't scream starting. It doesn't scream starting winger for the U.S. national team when you're pu- pulling from a pool of MLS players. Do I have 
American wingers off the top of my head that I'd start over him. Yeah, Chris Mueller would be one of them. So I'm I'm not sold on his inclusion. Um, I mean, like the crazy thing about it is that it's 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 I I think I don't remember if I put it in the chat or or tweeted it because all of these things run together. But like I remember, like he he said he was like they they came out with starting Jonathan Lewis. And I, I think I texted. It was like, can't wait for four hours after the game when Greg Berhalter goes full hot dog man. Like, I don't know how we got here with no wingers, but I had to start Jonathan Lewis. Like, I, I mean, okay. Christian rolled on, especially last year and, and some this year, but he's had to play more in the midfield because of Ladero being hurt. He, he functioned actually as a, it, not a typical flashy winger, but an extremely productive one. I think that right. you could make an argument that he's he provides cover to that spot, but um, yeah. I mean, I am I am not a big Paul, Paul Ariola fan, and I am shockingly relieved that he's okay. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. It's like it's like usually it's like oh you know Paul, Paul Ariola, I really really hope that you recover on August second. The final yeah. of this is August first. I really hope you recover. Now it's like. This is this is what we've got. This, and, is, this is our winger depth. And Kevin, maybe you can help me out with this because I've seen several people mention that like uh, vines look kind of bad because he was playing with Lewis, and it's like, well, don't they already play together as the club team? I mean, theoretically, that should be helpful. Kind of. I, I mean, Lewis gets more spot starts and, and super subs than anything. Um, but yes, there, there should have been some very apparent chemistry. Up that left side. Yeah, the left I, side was a train wreck. It was atrocious. <laughs> like I, I, I was I was bleeding the horn for Shaq more because everything good seemed to come up the right side. Mm-hmm. But I don't think it was that the right side was so great. I think that just the, the left side was like I'm not sure it would have been that much worse if two out of the four of us were out there as the well, left back and left wing. I mean, Sam Vine scored a goal and he still came out as a zero. In my grading, <laughs> wow! The U.S. the U.S. men's national team is struggling on the left side. Who could have seen that coming? Well, mm-hmm. that that was very on brand. Where you have your left back pressing high up the field with the ball, not being overly effective with it, and then getting absolutely paddled on the counter exactly where that spot came from. I mean, it looked like the Switzerland game. It looked like we, the Mexico just, game. To be clear, we do love you, Serginho. Uh, Serginho Dest is a, another longtime listener of the pod. We do love you. Um, when you track back, you're, you're, you're delightful. Does um, Vine struggle with uh, giving the ball away and turning it over with uh, Rapids, too? Or is that like a Not a typically. US and actually, Vine's kind of made a name for himself. I want to say it was like two seasons ago. There was a, a game against LAFC. Just and This was like peak Velo, and he was just bombing the league. He like completely marked him out of a game, and that was kind of his first. Oh, like you know, maybe this guy can be something for the national team moment. He was actually kind of a defender first left back, and he he's clearly a, a plus athlete. I think he he looks really natural and moving around the field. Um, but there's just some weird t- tactical thing that keeps getting our left backs just pinned way too high up the field. Um, uh, I, I have a theory on this and it's that it's not that they're getting pinned way high up the field. It's that they don't have um, defensive mid coverage. 
Well, I mean, there's, so it looks bad. There's pretty clearly some kind of like communication problem over there. Like one of one of the big chances um, during the Haiti game was uh, Vines went up to press a winger, and then Lejet didn't track the guy that ran into that space. So I, I mean, uh, I don't can know we what's assume going on can, with that? Can we assume Jonathan Lewis was nowhere to be found? <laughs> As yes. the third member. That, so that's the other issue with playing him on the left. He's you don't have to qualify it with on the left. Well, I'm well, I'm just saying. Well, <laughs> in conjunction with this strange nuance or or or, or um, you know predisposition to to just have this huge opening on the left flank getting countered, Jonathan Lewis wasn't on the field as much as he probably would have been early in his career. And some of the discourse around it was, oh, he doesn't track back. He, he, he his work rate isn't there. So, so that he's a tough guy to cover. Like, uh, honestly, all right, the with Reyna, and I, I mean, I still would like to see Reyna centrally. And this is the reason I'm talking about this is Paul Ariola. I feel like if we were to ever start him or have to use him, like he is the winger to, to, to pair with Dest or find a right back who can go forward because that guy will work his face off to, to, to get back and win the ball. Um, if you want to just send people. Yeah. But then, the but then you're pinning your hopes on Paul Areola's like hamstring, which. Oh uh, yeah. I'm not saying that, that that's the, the right answer, but it, it is kind of tough. Be- so Brennan Aronson tracks back and he is relentless in pursuit of the ball. I think that that way, uh, uh, has a similar kind of bite to him. And I think that he plays like that, uh, you know, in league one, uh, league, uh, league. Uh. <laughs> Whereas Felicic and Reina, that's just not really what they're, they're really Dort- known for. Just well, strictly yeah. speaking here, Dortmund doesn't really do defense. No, they're, they're you're, you're right. They, they just overwhelm you with waves of attackers. So that, that is always like my argument to, put Reina centrally um and we've I've gone on a tangent here about how I want players to line up but all that being said there's just there's issues with players on this roster where yet yeah, you don't have the central coverage I think Acosta of the midfield trio that we saw and even lumping Busio and I think he has the most range out of any of those guys well um, sort of sort of talking about what we what we talked about last time sort of we talked about how, how good we thought Acosta looked or Busio looked. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think Ben, like you had him as like far and away the man of the match, right? Well, him and uh, Zimmerman came out as the, so like the way the scoring system works is, you know, you give players positive or negative scores based on events that happen in a game. I'm, kind, I'm assuming most of you read the MGO blog stuff back in the day. It's kind of similar to that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, but um Acosta ended up at plus 13.5 and then Zimmerman was at plus 11. But yeah, like Acosta just like, you know, quarterbacks like, um, I don't know, like Jay Cutler get chances forever just because they can like throw the ball through a concrete wall. Uh, yes. Hold yes. on. So, Who's the best? Continue. I'm going to think of the best example of this. All right. Yeah, there's there's a couple I can come up with. But um, Acosta seems to have a similar thing with his you know, he could just hit the crap out of the ball with his right or his left foot. Like he hit like a left footed diagonal and you're like, holy cow, like Jackson Ewell can't hit a ball that hard with his right foot. So like he just, I mean, and forever, and this is going back a couple of years, like when you would talk to like older USMNT guys, they would just talk about, man, this kid Acosta is like, he's so good. 
and I feel like maybe it's like maybe it was a mental thing. I don't know, but I kind of feel like maybe he's starting to put it together. And I, I, I don't know. I think he's going to be a free agent here, so I'm I'm hoping he gets to test the waters in Europe pretty soon. But well, I don't he's know, only that guy's just got some leg talent. Yeah, he's he's only 25, I think. Yeah, I believe that's right. Correct. With, 26 with... at the end of this month. Okay, so so he's 26. So like, it's 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 getting late early for him. Yeah, it's now you or know? never. Yeah. Yeah. Th- this is like... his like prime contract. Yeah. So. Right. So, so he'll but he'll make he'll make a move to like a lower division team and hopefully showcase something there though, right? I mean, ideally you'd have him in like the Netherlands or Belgium, um, like, and and he goes out and does some Luca De La Torre shit where he like just looks awesome at all times. Well, so is that better than going to like is going to Belgium or the Netherlands when we're talking about you know obviously not premier? I don't want I didn't want to use the word premier, but not like the upper echelon top five leagues, is that better than going to like second division, like going to the championship or going to Bundesliga two? Yes. Uh, I I would (laughs) say for a player, for what, for the qualities that you want to further develop or enhance for Acosta, that that's not the championship. I don't think is the place for that because that's just a very, you know, blunt object type league. Yeah. Two Bundesliga, although I don't think is as competitive, and I and I think that if you if you took the top half of the championship and the top half of two Bundesliga, the the top half of the championship would would probably beat up on them quite a bit. It's a better development league, but well, I mean, I don't think that's where you want to be when you're 26. Yeah, I mean, to be honest, I watch a pro- I watch more Bundesliga than anything just because of the sheer number of Americans there. Also, and it's the most fun league. It's the it big twelve. It's, it's the Big Twelve of soccer. But I don't. <laughs> I don't feel like Acosta would be out of place at like Colm or Mainz or you know right. something like that. Right. Like, I feel like he could hack it in like a mid to lower half Bundesliga club, uh, which used to until recently include Werder Bremen and Schalke. Uh, no longer does. I mean, uh, Acosta is better than Alfredo Morales, and Alfredo Morales like hung on in the Bundesliga for several years. That's a good point. Uh, that's a really good point. Um, so yeah, so maybe Acosta can find a place in in one of those mid table Bundesliga or maybe league, you know, league. Uh, um, which, you know, to be fair, like I don't I don't know how good any of any of those teams are because I've never watched a French domestic league game. Yeah, outside um, of the like, I can name like four teams. And outside of that, it's just I'm throwing darts at the quality yeah, there. I, mm-hmm. Like, like it's like you can I can I can tell you how good four teams are, and and it's because those are the four teams that make the championship or the, the Champions League and also Europa and also Comrade. Yep. Um, so so I, I think uh, the only other thing I wanted to ask Ben about the, uh, the review is, so the, I think that there were two plays that sort of circulated around USMNT Twitter constantly and people were arguing about them and I want to get your take on it. One is that that half turn, if you know what I'm talking about, the Ewell mm-hmm. half turn where it wasn't yeah. there. What, what does that get in your system? Uh, that got a negative one. Okay. So like, I mean, it's kind of, I don't know. It's, it's kind of a vague thing, but like sometimes like not doing the best thing doesn't necessarily mean you did a bad thing. If that makes sense. Sure. But that was egregious enough that like, what are you, what are you doing? Like the whole game, he just didn't take space. Like there were there. I mean, I get, you're not Sergio Busquets. You can't like, you know, Chiago do like the fake turn and split two defenders and dribble up, you know what I mean? But like, if there's, 
you know, 20 yards of space in front of you, take it, draw a guy <laughs> towards you and then play a ball. Like it's not, it's not like super high level, you know, stuff. Right. You'd, you'd think not, but I, I like, I, I remember, you know, I, I didn't notice it at the time because, you know, when you're watching a game live and you're not sort of reviewing it, you're just sort of like watching the ball, like, okay, like he turned, played it back, fine, whatever. Um, but on replay and on rewatch, it was like it, watching that was like like watching a quarterback check down when they had yes. an open guy 20, down the, 20 yards yes. down the field. You're just like, oh, my God, why are you doing that? Well, I was going to say uh, the, the tw- take the 20 yards. I was going to say, you know, you say it's not that hard, but Mike Leach still hasn't learned that if the defense is going to give him eight yards in the box, he should just <laughs> run the ball and then worry about everything later. So. Uh, Jackson Ewell for giving me the uh, crossover episode possibilities. Jackson Ewell, the Mike Leach of central defensive midfielders, minus uh, the likely crazy conspiracy theories. Well, I don't like. I can't say that for certain. I don't know. It's possible Jackson Ewell believes that QAnon is real. I can't speak to it. I can speak to Mike Leach believing it's real. I mean, uh, I actually added like a shorthand um, for like a positive event that's. Uh, is, is like the long for is carry meaning like you take the ball and carry and you know progress the ball up the field and the person who gets like the most points with that is musa like musa just yeah. does a great job carrying it and in the game last night the only player that i gave a point to for that was eric williamson huh that seems bad we should get yeah. more of that well i was hoping to see it from um What's his name? Uh, Miles Robinson, but he was kind of quiet last night. Not good, not bad, just kind of quiet. It's it seemed like he was the the one time I remember him doing something notable was I felt like he closed down space behind Vines really quickly once. Right, like, like the, at the very beginning of the game, I yeah, thought maybe he got, I I thought he got beat. I thought he got turned, but then like he had the the speed to catch up and he made it into nothing. So like he's clearly got something there. And he played on the left side, so if he can be that backup you know, center back and Tim Ream can go off sweetly into that gentle night, uh, you know, all the better. Well, I actually saw a comment on Reddit today that I got downvoted. I'm like, but why? Like somebody <laughs> said something like, I think this pairing might actually be better defensively than the Nations League pairing. Um, what What is the the deep concern with that comment? Well, I mean, <laughs> it's kind of like the, why are you booing me? I'm right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Like, I love John Brooks and I love, you know, Mark McKenzie, but like straight up defense, I think you would take Zimmerman and Robinson over them, right? I think so. I mean, John yeah. Brooks is is our best backup to Tyler Adams right now in terms of, you know, deep line playmakers, um, except for Walker Zimmerman, apparently. I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm stepping on your toes for your article that you wrote, but do you want to talk about Walker Zimmerman, uh, you know, distribution hero? Are you like, gonna, the, are you about to ahead. stand for Walker Zimmerman? Because if so, I'm <laughs> going to get behind this 110%. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, let me put it out there that he seems like a giant meathead in the best possible way. And I love that. <laughs> but He looks like he also, could be a third brother. Of, of Yeah, he's like such a bro. <laughs> a third brother of the Hemsworths? Yes. <laughs> are we uh, just going to keep adding to the Hemsworths? What are we think, up to five? five? I think we are now at the fifth Hemsworth. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. 
Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Walker Hemsworth. (laughs) Anyway, Walker Hemsworth. (laughs) Walker Hemsworth for like 20 to 30 minutes was shredding Haiti. Just hitting huge diagonals, nice. Like the goal we scored, I would say the most important part of that move was Zimmerman's pass. So, like, it, it kind of slowed down after that when Haiti got their act together a little bit. So, I don't know. Like, I, I it was really good last night, but I'm going to need to see it again. Because I don't, I don't know if you guys saw, like, the gif I put in the article. But, like, there's a line in uh, Top Gun where, like, the commander says, your, your ego is writing checks your body can't cash. First yes, scene. I'm aware of Top Gun. Thank you. <laughs> yes. we, 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 are, we are aware that is from the first scene. Uh, and if I'm not mistaken, it directly, directly comes after the immortal quote um, with a, one admiral's daughter, at which point Goose looks over and says, Peggy Benjamin, and Tom Cruise shakes his head and they move on. That's such a great movie. But anyway, in the, in the past, I have felt like Zimmerman is like, I got this. And it's like, no, dude, you don't got this. Um, and last night it all came off. So if he can pull that off against Jamaica and Mexico, then we got something here. But like he's not going to always have that time and space to uh, to survey the field and, you know, calmly play it. Uh, So we'll 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 wait with bated breath. But I guess uh, I do know who he probably can do that against. And that brings (laughs) us to preview time. Martinique. They're not very good. (laughs) Um, Although Stu Holden had my favorite. I think it was Stu, Stu Holden. Stu Holden was the color guy last during the Haiti game, right? Does anybody know that? No idea. Okay. I think it was Stu Holden. And Stu Holden uh, had the temerity to say out loud that uh, Canada, Canada had their hands full with Martinique. Canada beat Martinique 4-1. to one. <laughs> Yeah, if that's true, Canada's in trouble. <laughs> like, they, they, they didn't have trouble. Like they conceded an early goal because their defense is is about as good as um, you know, a Division two college. But like they didn't have trouble with them. Martinique hit them once, fine, whatever. And it was a weird goal. Yeah. So all right, real quick on the on the did they have trouble with them? Five hundred and thirty three completed passes to two twenty eight. That's about all you need to know on who sixty six. The first number is Martinique, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So, yeah, when you're completing like double the amount of passes as your opponent and you beat them four to one, um, it doesn't right. dream struggling with a team. Right. It's not like uh, Martinique was, was just playing sort of like Italian anti-football and was just hitting them on the counter. That's why it was one nothing. If you don't have the ball and also you're conceding goals, you are you don't have a strategy. You're just not as good as the other team. Yep, you're getting beat. <laughs> Um, Pretty so, uh, so, so going into that, that second game, um, you know, obviously, you know, you don't need your, I, I don't know what, what to call it. Cause it's not an A team with this roster, but like your C plus team. Yeah. Um, so that's, the, I mean, that's the, not to interrupt you, but that's the big question with me is like, I think I mentioned this last podcast, but it kind of seems like Greg is trying to beat CONCACAF on like the hardest setting. <laughs> it's so, it's so difficult to really you know, predict anything because what 
he should be doing is not what he's shown us he's going to do. So I don't know what roster, what lineup he's going to throw out there just to see what sticks. Like, theoretically, we should have just as easy of time with Martinique as Canada did. But what if he throws, you know, the bottom of the bench out there? He's like, well, we're America. We can we can sleepwalk to a 2-1 win. It's like, you shouldn't, you shouldn't be doing that. Uh, so, like, what is that? Like, the, the crazy thing is, though, is that, like, the bottom of the roster as compared to the first roster is exactly who I want to play. Like, if you told me that we were getting Matthew Hoppy and Daryl DK up top in a 3-5-2 with George Bellow and Shaq Moore, like, hell yeah, let's do it. Yeah, yeah the bottom of the, the bottom I wouldn't consider that the bottom play. of the roster. <laughs> like, let's just, let's get nuts. Let's do it. Unless you're just turning the roster literally upside down, in which case, fine. Yeah, that's the bottom of the roster. But I don't, I don't think that's how that works. Uh, I mean, you don't know. It might. I admit, I admittedly do not, do not know. <laughs> um. So, uh, I, so I think, like, in terms of the the Martinique, um, the Martinique game, like, I. Look, I you never want to be disrespectful to the teams you play. Hashtag Team USA Basketball. Um, <laughs> like you know, those players are professional too. You know, it's like that 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 old um, cliche in, in college football. It's like everybody here is on scholarship, so you know whatever. But the fact of the matter is, is that they are not very good, um, and and it should not be a difficult ninety minutes. Um, so you know, I I, I think that that we can all pretty comfortably say you know this will probably be fine um so before we before we move on to the other things that i want to talk about let's let's go around and and get some uh score predictions so start with uh greg kevin ben and then i'll go all right i'd like to uh first say that i am not comfortable in saying this is going to be fine because as kevin has previously mentioned in uh past episodes the game against the country that must not be named and tobago has like permanently scarred me. So every game where it's like, oh yeah, this should be, you know, an easy win comes down to like, it should be an easy win, but I could definitely see how they, you know, trip over themselves and and lose it as well. That being said, I do think it's going to end up being like another, it's going to be like four, one or something like that. Okay. Kevin. I was going to say three, zero. All right, Ben. Yeah, it's going to be like three or four. nil. but honestly, the the thing I want to see is like, Greg needs to find a formation that doesn't include wingers. <laughs> so, cause we don't have any. So okay, I'm curious if I'll he's going to try that. that try yeah, to, if he tries that three, five, two again, or if it's the three, four, three, I was kind of nagging him about earlier, but find me something that doesn't involve Jonathan Lewis playing a prominent role. Uh, that's, that's fine. So I'm, I'm going to say, um, because despite my confidence, I also have watched this team under Greg Berhalter, uh, two, nothing. And that second goal coming way later than you wanted to. <laughs> um, so, uh, so before we before we move on, there there have been other games that have happened in this Gold Cup, including one that happened uh, that finished just as we started recording. So, uh, Cutter, welcome to Concacaf. <laughs> well, yeah, that game was off the hook. <laughs> uh, three, three, three. You thought that that was going to be fun. Oh wait, oh just you wait and see how these things work in Concacaf, my friends. <laughs> Um, they may have the coach killed or something, though, allegedly. I mean, the, the, the sad thing is... Let's like, stop talking about assassinations because we seem to have really weird powers there. <laughs> yeah. So... Um, if I say allegedly, it's all fine, right, lawyer guys? Yes. Yeah, no, that's exactly... I learned that actually from watching the 
1994 classic Primal Fear. Great <laughs> film. Great <laughs> film. Um, you guys so are going to get this barred. <laughs> Jokes I mean, on you. I never passed. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> uh, so um, the other big news, aside from the, the concacafing of Qatar, Qatar, whatever, um, is that uh, I think Jamaica is good, which is unfortunate. But I think that they're actually the the favorites as far as I'm concerned going forward because I don't think that Mexico has anybody who can score, and I don't think America is um good. Right. <laughs> I don't think this 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 iteration. So, um, so I think I think that that Jamaica is probably the the favorite. So uh, right now, if you live in a state where betting is legal, I think they're like plus twelve hundred mm-hmm. uh, to win the whole thing. So uh, get on that. That seems like a good bet. Uh, finally. Uh, in terms of things that I, I have on my agenda that I totally wrote out. Uh, Greg, would you like to, to shout out any family members who have scored goals recently? I would. Thomas Janjigian, USL Goal of the Week. Uh, he scored an equalizer golazo from the top of the box on Sunday night now. I think it was two nights ago. Uh, for Friend of the Pod, Hartford Athletics. So congratulations to family members of uh, podcasters who have scored goals. I doubt he listens to it, but hey, you he know. sure doesn't, but <laughs> his sister does. <laughs> uh, so shout out to uh, Thomas Jang 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 yeah, whatever. A lot of lot of Armenians around this side of the, around this side of town. Uh, so shout out to Thomas getting jiggy with it. Um, that actually so, is his nickname, correct? That's great. Uh, so I think. <laughs> The only other thing, the only other thing we, we should talk about here is um, who, who do you guys believe in this next game is going to do something that we are all going to pull our hair out about? Because th- this last game, it was Jackson Ewell. So you can't use Jackson Ewell. So who is going but to be the player? But that that's the US... easy answer. <laughs> right. Who is the player that U.S. men's national team Twitter turns on this week or this game? Greg? Can I pick Jonathan Lewis? I, I think that if Jonathan Lewis starts, then we riot. So, right, yes. Like that's, that's, <laughs> I mean, I'm not really <laughs> searching too far on that tree, but that's the obvious answer. Uh, Kevin, who do you got? As far as just, just total letdowns, I think that Sam Vine starts again. I think that maybe people go after him. Either that, that, either that or Acosta. And, and it's not because he isn't going to have a good game, but I could see just a silly mistake in the middle, being a little casual with the ball, giving right. a, yeah, it's, a good chance. It's just that goal. he makes like one or two dumb mistakes every time where even I'm like, ah, that was not the correct tactical move, sir. <laughs> uh, ben, who's, who's, who's going to be the goat next game, but like in the traditional word, not the greatest of all time. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah Vines is a good call. Cause it's going to be an MLS guy. Cause people love to go after MLS guys. Um, Very you know, true. I'm going to, I'm gonna go legit because I'm I'm coming up with a theory on him. I I think he's a good cog in a machine, like he's a good backup singer, and he's gonna like fit in with whoever. But he's he doesn't seem to be like he doesn't seem to be a good carry the load kind of guy. So like he fits in great when like McKenney and Adams are there, but yeah. like when he needs to carry the load, he's not he's not quite up to it. He's like um he's like a guy like there are basketball players who if you put them in a gym in uh Belarus or in the NBA they're going to get you 12 points because they're like it doesn't matter they can't raise their game they can't 
take over. They can't be the best player on the, on the court. And I think Sebastian Legette is that guy. It's like, he's going to do what he can do. And if there are other people around him to make him look better, awesome. If not, right. whatever. Yep. Uh, so, so my answer was, was going to be, um, was going to be Sebastian Legette, but I actually think Christian Roldan starts and then does something horrendous <laughs> in an otherwise fine game. That, that actually would be kind of his brand because he's had. So Seattle was my original MLS team. And I followed them very closely for the last, however many years. And he is just, he's been phenomenal for club. And then he gets all this hype and he's had just really, really rough starts for the national team. So if he does get a start and looks flat or worse, um, unfortunately on brand, I really want to see the guy do well. Uh, his, I think his brother just showed out for El Salvador. So one, well, everything you, everything you hear is like, he's just a great dude, mm-hmm. but yeah. Uh, yeah. Have uh, we, speaking... That's a good shot. Have we missed out on Alex Roldan? Who, uh... Who's been one of the better right backs now in, in MLS. Oh yeah. He scored for El Salvador in the gold cup. Yep. <laughs> um, I mean, I think that it's podcast policy to say hashtag all right back. <laughs> That's a good point. So yeah, add and Shaq it, Moore to the list. Another good one. Yeah. <laughs> He's if, already been added. If Alex, Alex needs more Shaq Moore. I thought that Alex Roldan rolled on when he was coming up through the, the Midwest accents coming out there. Roldan. Uh, Roldan. <laughs> when he was coming up through the through their system, he, he was a I want to say he played more centrally. And then it was one of those things where they're like, we're going to try to get right back. And it's just, this kind of stuck. So he'd be another guy who you could probably play elsewhere on the field. If we really wanted to, to field that all right back team. But unfortunately um, it's a dual national that we lost. So Fabian Johnson was like the king of the all right back team, right? Yes, obviously. Uh, oh, and, um, and, 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 Speaking of dual nationals, um, I'm going to say something, and then uh, that's going to be that. Um, David Ochoa, you're dead to me. (laughs) Easy killer. (laughs) How you doing, Coach? I'm doing great today, Coach. Do you know why I'm doing great? Tell me. Because I get to make podcasts with my friends using the Anchor app. It, and, well, you know, I, I get why that makes you happy, but certainly you have to pay for the Anchor app. You know, you'd be surprised to find out? Completely free. Completely free. But they say nothing is free. Well, apparently podcasting with your friends can be through the Anchor app. Wow. Well, you know, I'm, I'm sure that it's like... You got to have some like super complicated studio or editing software, right? You know, I can't say that confidently, but since you're the one that edits all of our podcasts, I'm fairly confident any moron can do it. Well, you know, any, any moron can do it because, again, I do it. Now, that doesn't mean that you can edit well. You can. I can. I don't really know how to edit. But you can do it through the Anchor app. It supposedly makes it easy you're just not that good at it it's all right and we when we say you we mean the royal you listener not just you asa uh or you greg right uh and not just you greg you greg but you greg greg Burt. who who i assume listens does do we have confirmation that greg burhalter listens to the podcast we have confirmation that a greg listens to the podcast why do we need a second one 
I mean, you certainly don't need an extra G. No, that's just right. that's incredibly wrong. Um, but, you know, people listen to our, our podcast and they, they listen to it all over the place. So does that happen by magic? It, it might. I don't know how we got a Czech Republic listener. <laughs> well, I think it's because the Anchor app distributes via Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and more. It does. It's very easy to find. I've been able to find it on at least two of those services. And, you know, isn't that what the whole point is? Spotify, Apple, Google. Our what more do you need than those three? Right. Our tech overlords have made it clear that that's what you need. So that's what you need. What, what do you want? Um, so here's, here's probably the biggest question. Um, it is well established that you get pray, paid in breakfast tacos. Yes. Um, but if somebody wanted to be paid in perhaps fiat currency, such as dollars or pesos, could they do that through the Anchor app? I don't personally understand why they would choose to do that. But yes, the Anchor app is willing to pay you in fiat currency instead of breakfast tacos, if you are so inclined. We're, we're we're just saying that if you wanted to trade your podcasting voice for fiat currency that would then be used to buy breakfast tacos, you could do that. That's your choice. Your uh, ideas intrigue me, and I would like to sub- subscribe to your podcast. And I can do so using Google, Apple Podcasts, or Spotify. Just go to Touchlines and Touchdowns and click that little follow button, and you'll hear from us twice a week, every week. Every week. Um, so it sounds like this podcast, which is very professionally done, is all done in one place through the Anchor app. It sure is, which makes bridging our four different time zones a hell of a lot easier. Sure does. So do you want to do you want to do the call to action or do you want me to do the call to action? Be my guest. <laughs> this is a professional podcast. So. Dear for listeners and friends, download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. Uh, do not put anchor.fm slash TLS underscore N underscore TDS um, because we don't get anything from it. So just go straight to anchor.fm or download the free Anchor app so you too can trade fiat currency for breakfast tacos. That's really the dream. How's it going, Angus? What's up? Oh, you know, strep throat. Hey. Fun That's times. Good. Yeah, well, what are you going to do? I don't know, take some amoxicillin. Uh, yeah, that is generally the uh, the prescription for such a diagnosis. Yeah. You should call me a doctor. I'm not going to do that. I'd rather not. Uh, although, I guess, like, in, 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 in total, it would be Drangus. Dragness. Drangus. Yeah. Dr. Angus. Drangus. Doctor of Meat. I I, I mean, like it'd be like Dr. Acula, but in reverse. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Dr. Jan Itor. Jan Itor. If Bill Lawrence ever wants to come on the show, he's more than welcome. Um, all right. Let's talk tailgates. Let's talk uh, the important thing about uh, summer in America, which is grilling meat and drinking beer. Yeah, uh, are we ready beer. to piss off some SEC schools? Because I feel like that's all we're going to be doing here. 
We are coming. Well, not only SEC schools, we're also going to piss off Clemson, I assume. Well, they're basically uh, an SEC school, so. Yeah, yeah they, they see themselves as an SEC school. Don't give the SEC that, that power. They did that when Florida State won the national title. Remember, they were like, the SEC has won 11 straight national titles, asterisk. Florida State is pretty much an SEC school. Like, you don't get that credit. They're ACC. Yeah. Well, no, that's fair. We don't want to give the SEC any more wins than they already have. I know, right. but I also enjoy pissing off the ACC. So, like, it's a, it's, oh, a, <laughs> a balancing point. act here. That's, that's, that's a good point. And also, like, there's, like, culturally, I think that uh, Florida State and Clemson have a whole lot more in common with Alabama and Florida and South Carolina, respectively, than they do with Pitt. Why did you so, throw South Carolina in there? <laughs> because they are literally next door to Clemson. Uh, I don't really yes. know that much about geography, but that doesn't sound right. Clemson you... is in South Carolina. Thus, it is next to South Carolina. <laughs> yeah, That's I mean, not like... next door. There's a, there's a lake in there. I've seen the map. Uh, so Okay, so you do know a lot about geography, and you're just holding out on us, dick. <laughs> only, only Southeast Michigan, uh, Northern South Carolina, and Southern North Carolina, which is confusing. Sure. Uh, and uh, that's about it. Maybe a, little, the, maybe a little bit around Nashville. And, and, and also, uh, occasionally, some stuff in uh, the Caribbean. That I just learned. <laughs> right. I'm looking up for Angus, did you Carolina. know that Martinique is in the Caribbean? It's the Lesser Antille. We did I, not I know did that. know that. <laughs> I don't know how to pronounce that word, but I assume Antille is correct. Antilles, <laughs> I, I think it's like Star Wars, like Captain Antilles. I don't think uh, that's right because it's French. So I'm going with like Versailles, Antille, Antille. I think it's Antille. Uh, I'm going to go with Star Wars shit. here. When was the last time Star Wars let you down against, um, I don't remember who France lost to, Switzerland? <laughs> I don't know. When has <laughs> when Star Wars ever gone up against Switzerland? Well, All right. one of them is Star Wars and one of them refuses to participate. So Star Wars won, Switzerland zero. Yeah, fair. South, South Carolina is two hours and 15 minutes from Clemson. Yeah, I know. <laughs> <laughs> you passed both of them on the, on the way from like Charlotte to Atlanta. Huh. Why would I know that? <laughs> Nobody said you should, but you guys should just believe me. <laughs> As the only person that's made that drive multiple times on this podcast, I am the expert. Look at me. Look at me. Look at me. Wait, now. wait, hang on. You're also like the most navi- navigationally challenged of, of either of us or all three of us. You're I'm the same the person who got lost in the woods you for know. Like three hours. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you know. So speaking of being navigationally challenged and wandering around places where you're really not sure how you're going to get to where you're going, let's talk tailgates. <laughs> that's, a that's, a that's actually a very funny transition because the one time I went to a Texas a UT uh, tailgate with a uh, friend of the pod Ian Shogren, uh he got me drunk and then he left and uh, I only knew how to get back to his house because I went to the stadium and then backtracked my drunken steps back to his apartment I mean that's a good that's a good plan that's like find your North Star he, he did that in Brooklyn too that's a, yeah, like, with Barclays. exactly what happened in Brooklyn. <laughs> with Barclays. That's also how uh, the second time I went to Barcelona, I actually went back to my uh, the first time uh, the uh, hostel I stayed at the first time by going to Camp New and then going and then knowing my way back. I mean, like it's just a good way of going about it. I mean, when I was when I lived in New York, 
And I was like walking in places that were not necessarily near my apartment. I was just like, okay, find the Chrysler building, walk towards it. You will eventually get to where you are going. Yep. That's uh, the, <laughs> apparently stadiums are my North stars. Yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Only I think the only uh, North Stars stadium is in Minneapolis. Is that an outdated joke? Yeah, it is. But I watched Mighty Ducks one recently, so whatever. I don't care. Uh, was it, I think along it's, with the show? Did you watch the show too? I've I've not watched the show. I have not either. I didn't I realize it was on TV already. It's on Disney Plus. Disney Plus, yeah. Yeah, I'd only use that for Star Wars and Marvel things. Yep. Yeah, that's what everybody uses it for. Yep. 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 All right. Uh, back to actual tailgates. So. <laughs> Uh, Texas's tailgate, I actually did enjoy. I'd like to throw a shout out to Texas. As an outsider, uh, I was welcomed. Everybody was very happy to give me lots and lots of Lone Star. And um, I mean, it might have been shaded a little bit because it was against Kansas. So there was absolutely no stress involved whatsoever. This was before they lost to Kansas. So like this was still a guaranteed win. Uh, So I would give Texas seven out of ten. Are we doing are we, out of 10? What's, what's this metric? How are, we, uh, how are we calculating things here? I plan on just switching metrics every single time I grade something, so you guys can do whatever you want. <laughs> yeah, that, that's, that's fine. Um, that's, that's fair. Welcome that's to fair. our production meeting. Um, so I've never been, I've never been to a, a Texas tailgate. Um, yeah. So, so the official pod uh, recommendation for tailgates in Texas, um, 7 out of 10 so long as there's no stress. And if Texas is already won nine or already lost three, there will be no stress because there are rules to these things. Right. You already know what's going to happen the rest of the year. Right. So we recommend a late season Texas tailgate. Do they? Do the fans recognize that 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 thing that you just threw out that they're like the pressure thing? Uh, yeah, I mean they're pretty self aware at this point. That's you're going to get you're going to get fair. alumni that aren't, but the actual current student body, I think. Is pretty self aware of what's going on. That's good. That's yeah, good. They're, you they're want a self aware student body. <laughs> uh, yes. Um, although the as we've mentioned, I don't know if we've mentioned it on this podcast, but as everybody who listens to this podcast surely knows, Texas alumni not the best folks in the world. Not the best folks in the world. Uh, no, they've got no. some. Uh, let's just say problematic opinions about certain instrumental tunes. And uh, the inherent race of certain players who have a problem with those tunes. Yeah. Any, anyways. <laughs> Speaking of problems with inherent race, Alabama. Horrible uh, fucking tailgate. See, that, that makes total sense to me. Because if you, if, if you talk about a, um, a tailgate, like what makes a tailgate good? What makes a tailgate bad? We probably should have started with like what makes something good or bad before we started talking about specifics. Um, what makes the tailgate good is a fan base that is welcoming, fun, and like willing to party in some fashion. So the, the fun part is probably present in Alabama because they really like their football and they usually win. Um, but they're not welcoming because right. They, so because, right. My big problem with the, the Alabama tailgate was, and it wasn't that, um, you know, it was easy to find. It was easy to find alcohol. It was easy to find food. But Alabama is very strictly, and I don't know if this is because of regulations or what, but they're a, they are a fraternity tailgate school. You tailgate at fraternities, and, but you tailgate in the fraternity house. That's bizarre. 
Yeah. So I think I actually think that's kind of kind of um, an SEC thing. Uh, uh, so like, I mean, no, not all so- of them, obviously, because like Ole Miss, and I've never been to the Grove, but I plan on going there before I like before I die. How about um, this I've year? That's wild. We can we can do a live live show from the Grove. From the Egg Bowl is the Egg Bowl at the Grove this year? Yeah, we will pay exactly zero percent of your fee to go, but we'll send you there as a correspondent. Hell yeah! Uh, not that I would step in a University of Michigan fraternity at this point at thirty-one years old, but I—I I mean, we we know Greg. The last time we were there, they moved everything inside too, at least for the students. Really? Yeah. I mean, you either have to be inside or behind one of the houses. You're not allowed to be on any front lawns. Oh, I thought that was because it was pouring rain last time. I didn't realize that was no. a rule. No, it's a rule. And All right, like, so it, I, give Alabama, I give Alabama a D minus, and I give Michigan a D now because they're uh, moving everything hey. behind the house. Hey. <laughs> I mean, I, th- I think, like, the so, – so going back to the, sort of the overarching, I think that the most fun tailgates that I've ever been in are ones where you can just sort of, like, okay, you live X amount of feet from the stadium, and every, you know – I don't know, let's say 50 feet. There's somebody on a front lawn saying, hey, come on. Or if you go up to someone, you know, in their designated tailgating spot. So at Michigan, that would be like the um, the golf golf course. course. Yeah. Golf course, yeah. Yeah. At Michigan State, it's the the parking lots. Um, You know, if you go and people are just like, regardless of what shirt you're wearing, so long as it's not the shirt of the chief rival of either team, like, it's fine. Come on. Like, it'll be fun. So, um the the place where I found that that was not the case is I went to Notre Dame for a Notre Dame Oklahoma game. I want to say in 2013, um, and it was like it sucked. Like, like I you know I I was with people who went to Notre Dame, so like I had a place to go and be and whatever. But like you could tell, like the Oklahoma fans, like when they like walked by, like they got jeered at, and I was like, what 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 do you think the point of this is? Like, do you yeah, think Notre that Dame was yelling... one of my uh, Notre Dame was one of my least favorite tailgating experiences? I got a full can of beer thrown at me at, at Notre Dame. Like, they didn't even huh. bother to pop the top; they just threw a can of beer at me. Which that's I mean, weird. <laughs> well, in, in fairness to them, um, I I did enjoy getting a free beer, but right, sure. did you? I don't want to have to like duck it. Um, See, I, had a, I had a great time at Notre Dame. Yeah, because ah. Fat Zlatan was protecting you the entire time. Yeah. <laughs> You can't attack I, little tiny burger behind the fat Zlatan because he just enveloped he you. At the time, yeah, he's large. That's he's he is large. Um, uh. So 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 I think like and and also the issue I had at at Notre Dame um, beyond everything else was um, you can't divorce tailgating from the game itself. And I heard things at Notre Dame Stadium about um, people of not the white race that I've never heard elsewhere. Um, and I've gone to games in the South. I've gone to games in North Florida. Um, it's it's Notre Dame has that like different type of like old school, like you got you got some nasal in that racism. Um, and I was not happy with it. Like I went to that game as a neutral. I don't have any deep abiding love for Oklahoma, um, but I got some. Like I, I I got some love for Oklahoma in that game. Wow. Like it was that it was that bad. Also, everybody there was on coke at the tailgate, and that might have been like a specific situation. But I feel like yeah, that sounds more like a that yeah. sounds more like a specific uh, problem to that tailgate rather than the general 
uh, outlook of the entire thing. Well, I don't know. Notre Dame it's... is also like a bunch of they're they're relatively rich. <laughs> yeah. So no, that's not exactly surprising. I the, mean, the private school with uh, its head up its own ass because a bunch of, bunch of affluent kids that want to do coke. Who could have seen that coming? <laughs> Let's Speaking move on to of, Miami Vanderbilt. Not oh, okay. that great of a joke. <laughs> I thought I thought we were going to Miami. That's fine. Okay. Uh, I don't know. I can keep jumping around here. Vanderbilt was okay, but I came from that as the viewpoint of a grad student going to other grad student uh, tailgates. I guess I didn't really even try to explore undergrad that much. Um, I will give a specific shout out to the Southern schools, though, just because I do appreciate the desire to for every woman to go to a game in either a sundress and boots or a jersey and, like, bike shorts. That is the only two acceptable things for women to wear to games in the South. It's so <laughs> weird that there's a dress code to games in the South. Like, Yeah, I don't get it. Like... <laughs> Like you gotta wear you gotta wear the 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 uh, polo with the team. If you're a guy, you gotta wear the polo with the with the team's logo on it. Um, a frayed, what I could only refer to as a frat hat, uh, and khaki shorts. Uh, khaki pants. You can't wear shorts. You can't wear shorts. Do they actually like, not let you in the stadium if you're not wearing one of those things? Sorry, I'm back. Uh, I no, Angus, you're you're allowed to be there. Um, All right. So, so I, I want to talk about the the most fun I've had at tailgates because right now, so far, we've we've been sort of shitting on them. Um, so Wait, Michigan, I thought the whole thing was just to shit on the tailgates. I have to actually say positive things on this. Uh, you don't have to. No, you don't choice. have to. We're we're a, you know, we're, I was about to say we're a pro choice podcast, but I don't need that smoke. We, yep, we nope, 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 nope. nope. <laughs> we're not going there. Don't need to do that. Um. So, uh, so the the most fun that I've had at tailgates, um, I had a blast. And uh, look, like Michigan State, I always had fun because the people I was staying with and the people I was tailgating with were were fun. And even when I was a kid, like when I was a kid growing up as a Michigan State fan, like it was the most fun thing in the world because it was something to do other than what I normally did. So whatever. But Rutgers, um, which you might expect and you might not, Rutgers is is the most fun that I've had at a tailgate that I didn't. Um, have connection to. Um, it was a blast. I was wearing a Michigan State hoodie, and everybody was just like super welcoming, super nice. I don't think I bought a drink or or provided a drink that whole day. Um, it was just it was just a very good time. Also, they have something called fat sandwiches, which I can no longer eat for like seventy billion reasons. Yep, but it's like um, it's like a toasted sub with like chicken fingers, French fries, uh, mozzarella sticks, um. Like uh, pulled meats. It's it was it's like everything that you can think of on a sandwich, and then they just put it on it. It was yeah. delicious. Longtime listener of the pod, Alex Kirshner, uh, has nothing but good things to say about fat sandwiches. Uh, yeah. So I would so like the, one of the, these fat sandwiches. So they're 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 a they're a New Jersey thing. I don't know if they're Rutgers specific, but I don't think they are. I think it's I think it's just a Jersey thing. It's probably a Jersey thing. Yeah, like a mid Jersey um, thing, like as as you get away Jersey. from hoagies. <laughs> okay, so Jersey. for for people that feel, first off, I like to call uh, that welcoming feeling. I like to call that the Roy Weibel rule, uh, named <laughs> for a senior at a high school that went to high school with Ace and I when we were freshmen. Who, uh, whenever we went to Michigan State, Roy seemed personally offended if you weren't as drunk as he was. 
So he made it his mission whenever, like, we showed up to just give us as much alcohol to get us on his level as quickly as possible. So I and call it the Roy Wyman. He's a good role. friend. So, so <laughs> he is. The funny, Great the, funny thing, the funny thing with Roy was that, like, Roy had affection for, for Stumpy and I for different reasons. Like, Roy had affection for Stumpy because they played baseball together. And right. Roy had affection for me because my older brother played football with Roy and my brother, my, and Roy held my brother in this like very high esteem. Um, and my brother was like, yeah, Roy, really good guy. He was a year younger than me. If, and, and when I talked to Roy, usually drunk, uh, he would, he would like talk about my brother in flowery words reserved for like, is it, is it weird to say Haitian dictators? Uh, yes. Yes. Quit going there. <laughs> um, so, but the, you know what school really passed the Roy Weibel test is Iowa. I have never felt as, yeah, a, that makes a, sense. as an opposing fan, I have never felt more welcoming than I did at Kinnick. Uh, to the point where, like, it might have been problematic because the, my everlasting uh, memory from going to an Iowa tailgate where, again, everybody was insulted if you weren't as drunk as they were. So and there was Iowa, this, so. right. They're just handing out beers left and right. It's Midwest. But, nice. Right. But I was, I was at a urinal like right before kickoff and this, this older Iowa fan who's obviously in like the checkered overalls. He's wearing like a Jersey. <laughs> he's got the, he's got the jester hat on and he comes and puts his arm around me while I'm at the urinal, and it's just like, hey, it's very nice to have you boys here. It's always a good time when Michigan comes to town. And I'm just <laughs> sitting there like, sir, I am, I am in the middle of something here. You need to – you can't be doing this. And, like, 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 there's, like, an implication there with your pants down. Like, it's a good time when Michigan comes around. Like, that might mean something else in that moment that you don't really want it to mean. So I, I have a really question about how story... you – no, I have a question with... about how Asa uses a urinal saying his pants are down. Um, I don't think you're doing it right. Yeah, I no. don't think <laughs> it's around it's it's pants and underwear around the ankles, you know. You gotta air everything out, right? right oh, okay, yeah. Nope, that's right. Yep. Especially okay. if you're at a trough at a trough, yep. like in uh Wrigley. <laughs> yeah, Spartan Stadium used to have those too. They did, yes. Um so okay, so wait, Angus, you were about to say something. Oh, I was gonna say I was hoping that story would end with that guy giving Greg a beer. <laughs> uh, yeah, that would have been nice. Uh, <laughs> I don't remember if you could buy beer in Kinnick at that time. I don't think Just... so. <laughs> no, but like he probably he had he probably him, had a but... stash. <laughs> I mean, spoiler alert: I was underage, so I had a, I had a flask. But sure, um, do crimes, kids? Uh, yeah, right. <laughs> so I I, I want to talk about one more tailgate that I had a blast at that. I, like I want to talk about like a different category, one where I had a blast at, one where I got spit on, uh, which is bowl game tailgates. So bowl games, oh. get a, bowl, bowl games get a lot of crap from fans because they're not on campus and fair, whatever. Uh, uh, yeah, most most of them are, are at NFL stadiums and they have some measure of suck involved. When I was nine, I was lucky enough to go to uh, a ro- uh, an Orange Bowl between Florida State and Miami. So this would have been 2000. Um, yeah i was wearing a florida state shirt because at that time um i liked florida state because of Deion sanders uh so somebody had bought me a florida state shirt i was wearing a florida state shirt and a very drunk miami fan who in my memory was in their mid-40s but in retrospect was probably in their late 20s um spit on me i was nine um so you could could (laughs) say that as tell people how old you were for this game yeah i was nine uh so 
Uh, you can, you can, Florida you can man does a, it again. Yeah, that's either no, a positive his defense, or a though, I mean, think about how obnoxious you are as a 30-year-old. I can't imagine how obnoxious you were as a 9-year-old. Uh, yeah, I couldn't have been great. But the point is, is that you can, <laughs> you can take, yeah, you can take being spit on, uh, like a, sh- a show of real, like intense, uh, affection for the game or like, oh, these are the worst people in the world. Um, my other experience at a bowl game was the, uh, good experience. I mean, I've been to bowl games other, like most of them are not notable. Um, right. Washington state fans. I saw Washington state fans in the 2017 holiday bowl. I want to say 2017 holiday bowl. Um, they were delightful, just like a really fun group. And maybe it was because like, there were no stakes at the 2017 holiday bowl. Um, like everybody was like, Oh, we had a good season, whatever. Uh, and it was in San Diego. So like, there's like a cap on how angry you can be. Right. Um, Although although funny story later that night, uh, about 20 minutes from where we had parked our car, we had already left. Uh, someone got shot like in our parking spot. Uh, that's not a funny story. Yeah. Uh, that's messed up. <laughs> yeah, there's no real funny part of it. I think one of them was a sailor. That uh, also checks out. Yeah, like it, it, so. So it was like, um, you remember that that ska song, Zoot Suit Riot? It was like yep. that, but with the 2017 Holiday Bowl. Anyways, Washington State fans are very welcoming and nice. I yeah, I mean, I think that um, it. If you lower stakes, it generally makes things a little bit more enjoyable. So this is – I'm going to throw this one kind of a curveball. I had a blast. I was at the Penn State game in 2006, Penn State, Michigan, at Penn State on Halloween. It was a night game. It was a whiteout. Wait, was that Manningham's game? I don't know. I was hammered. No, there's no way. <laughs> Wait, you were hammered as a 14-year-old? No, 2000 – what I said? 2000 <clears> – <throat> Oh, you said 2006. Yeah, no, you're right. 2010. Not even close. Oh, okay. All right. Thanks. I was doing high school. Um, we definitely lost that game. There's there's no way we, won that game. Of, we did lose that game, but it was close. I also got uh, directly called out for, if you remember, Michigan had a uh, problem with kicking for a little while. Um, oh, yeah, I got, we did. I got directly called out by Penn State alums for uh, drunkenly claiming that I could do better than the kicker. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Whoever it was at that time, I think it might have been Gibbons, but uh yeah, I got I got like invited back to kick the next day by somebody who like worked in the athletic department. I was like, no, that's good, I'm okay. <laughs> <laughs> well, I also don't remember, and this contributes contributes to it, uh from Ann Arbor to uh Penn State, I think is about seven hours. I don't recall a single minute of that drive. Because uh, they put me in the car while I was still hammered from the night before. I slept the entire way. And as you guys both know, I used to snore like a wildebeest. So apparently I snored for seven hours in the backseat of a Honda Civic. And then when we get there, I woke up and I was like, oh, that was a pleasant drive. And the other three (laughs) people in the car were like, fuck you, man. (laughs) I would have woken you up. Nobody did, or I guess they they might have tried to. I just I was dead to the world. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, So I get Penn State an A. (laughs) Penn State, it's great as long as you don't have to drive there. If you can just teleported by the wonder of uh, college level, college age alcoholism. Correct. uh, Happy Valley, very happy place. Uh, Yeah, I also like schools like Happy Valley has it, and um, Indiana has it. 
where they have like very specific tailgate area. So it's not like a frat house thing. And then Indiana also has that thing where like, there's no expectations. They don't really give a shit about the game. Like if you really, just drink. I'm assuming at this point they've changed it, but for a while, uh, one of the walls air quotes around Memorial stadium was a chain link fence. You could easily hop that if you wanted like i'm sure college kids every week just like hop that and refuse to pay the five dollar entry fee because it's so easy they are there to drink they are there to have a good time and hey if you know michael Penix does something cool good that's a plus that's our show everybody thank you to our guests uh ben who you can find at halfspaces.com or on twitter at bl herald um, Kevin, who you can't find at a website or on Twitter because he doesn't have one. And Angus, who you can find on Twitter at jburger90. Um, you can find all of them and more at the Mothership podcast uh, Twitter handle, which is at TLS underscore N underscore TDS, where we are talking football, football, and whatever else comes up. Uh, occasionally baseball, occasionally basketball. Apparently there's an NBA Finals going on currently. Um we don't have an Instagram. We're working on it. We'll get that up and running shortly. Um, so please like, subscribe, uh, do all those other fun things on the uh, wherever you get your podcasts, Spotify or Apple Podcasts or Google Podcasts. Um, special thank you to our sponsors, uh, the Anchor app, as well as the Smith Workforce Management Group. And a special thank you to you, the listener, for sticking with us. Thanks so much. Podcast Network.